So, Brian, thank you for running us through yes. this sample adventure. Yes, yeah. thank you, Brian. Absolutely. I hope you guys had fun. I, I certainly did. Um, and, you know, again, proved the uh, the age-old rule that um, no adventure uh, survives contact with players. And, um, you we guys will destroy are so your creative. plans. We, we, um, we, I think we went to fun places that are... If you read this adventure, you'd be like, "This is not the one that uh, that uh, that I played." <laughs> but... <laughs> so, one of the things we do like to do here with our sample adventures is discuss how we think this went in terms of giving the average reader a good uh, experience, good piece of experience with not only the game mechanics themselves but also the setting. Uh, Brian, as you pointed out, we did diverge a little bit from what was printed on the page, but uh, players, what do we feel here? Do we feel that running through this gave us a good experience of what Old Gods of Appalachia had to deliver? Is there anything you feel um, maybe could have been a little bit more engaging or revealing? Is there anything you think was done especially well to help the average reader who doesn't know the system and the setting uh, really get kind of dialed in and figure out what's going on. Any specific comments or, or feedback from anybody? It's pronounced Appalachia. <laughs> As though I, if I take one thing away from this whole thing, it's, it's Appalachia. <laughs> Appalachia. All right. I, I will say um, just because I don't know how the characters are built in this game or anything. I'm coming in it completely fresh. Sure. Um, the 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 healer character is very focused on healing. Mm -hmm. I don't even have a belt knife to attack anyone with. That's <laughs> why I immediately just went okay, wolf time because that's the only way I can meaningfully impact this fight. Sure. Now maybe you know in a in the campaign maybe you'll that'll that'll change. I don't know what the you know what the hard and fast you know druids can't have uh, metal weapons is what I'm kind of having mm -hmm. in my head. Um, yeah, I am very focused on healing, which is great. I would love to heal everybody. That just that didn't come up, which is fine. Um, but yeah, if if I was running this again. Um, I would need a little bit more flexibility in the character design. That's okay. just that's just my note. Do you do you feel that if the uh, well actually let me let me back that up before I ask that question, Brian? So these characters that we played with tonight, these were the pre-generated characters that came with <laughs> this sample adventure and the book so, itself, right? Uh, yeah, sort of. So they're. Um, Monty Cook Games has the core rulebook, and this sure. uh, adventure is in the rulebook. They also have something that's called the Player's Guide. Okay. The Player's Guide contains some of the information. It's a very small paperback. If you get the physical, it's a paperback volume. Um, and uh, it has, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, Kyle. Perfect. Um, it's, um, it's got a little bit of information about the setting. It's got a little bit of information about how you might create a character. And then it has uh, these five sample, uh, these gotcha. five pre-generated characters. 
Gotcha. So it's not necessarily um, something that um, you would say is a one-for-one matchup with this adventure. Although, you know, these are pre-generated characters. Right. This is their pre-generated but, adventure. It makes sense to right. Them but the the point I was getting at, and and I I probably phrased that a little bit badly, was these these are characters that the game designer, <laughs> the production company, has created and written to say use these this is a good example of what to do so kyle to your point um do you feel like that uh hitch in the getty up was a detriment to a brand new player like like someone who doesn't understand role-playing games or maybe has a very brief casual uh knowledge but knows the podcast they knew old god of appalachia they said oh I kind of know what D&D is. I love this podcast. I want to play this. And this is what they sit down with. This is their first experience. So in your perception of the very focused, like hyper-focused character builds, no right or wrong answer here, but are you feeling yeah. that's more good, bad? What do you? What's your take? If they have experience with the podcast, then they might be able to pull tricks out of their hat that I mm. don't have access to as okay. someone who is new to this whole set, uh, setting. Now, on the other hand, I know D&D 5e very well. Sure. And a lot of people will come in completely <clears throat> new to the game and say, oh, I am a cleric, therefore I am a healer, mm-hmm. if you like. But push comes to shove you can always bash them with your great big hammer <laughs> right i i am just pointing this out and this is not a complaint so please no one take it as such no we're just open I, discussion no wrong answers yeah, yeah i yeah. do not have that i literally do not have that option i don't sure. have so much as a spoon on me <laughs> i could maybe i have a bottle that says it's glass i might be able to turn it into well, a friday night special if i want well, and i'm curious it. I'm curious also because it seems like the character sheets are set up in a way that if you didn't have a weapon, like you could still make use your might to do like a an, a fist attack, or you could probably pick up a rock and use a might check in that fashion too. So even if you didn't have a listed weapon, like the attribute pool gives you a base to be able to say, okay, well, you can still do something that involves might. You could still make an attack. Um. I think but the then, system then allows relying, for that. Oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, just sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're relying on the player's facility with the system. I never thought of that. Yeah, like legitimately, I didn't. I'm looking at my character portrait. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man is. <laughs> the man looks like my uncle. He's all skin and bones. I literally never thought of punching anything because <laughs> that would break this guy. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is to the point of knobbliness so i didn't think of that you're right i'm sure it, mm-hmm. i'm sure it, but it's not in the rules i think like, of, i think of it in this form like you know some like different systems right so uh D very much is set up so that everybody can kind of do everything right mm-hmm. that's just mm-hmm. kind of how that system is set up and as you explore other systems you find that other systems specialize like okay well this character is good at these these things and not really the other things and I kind of feel like Cypher can be that way where you have characters that are very good at one set of skills and then very much relying on other people to to fill in kind of those gaps 
where there may be things lacking and mm-hmm. being an intro adventure or being like kind of, uh, again, the sample adventure and introductory characters, they may be trying to kind of push that direction as well. So you have that the sage is you're the healer. Like that's really what you're meant to do. Mm-hmm. Um, not that you can't do anything else, but that's your specialty. Right. Um, and you know, again, you've got like Eloise and Eloise is like punchy McPuncherson. Like, I will hit or machete everything. You know, luckily we, she was only using her fists, but I will hit or machete anything that gets in my way, you know, um, you know, man, person, friend, it doesn't matter. Um, so I'm curious, I, I would be curious if that is something that someone with more experience in the cipher system would say is accurate about the cipher system. Mm-hmm. And I, I, also... I think the point uh, that we're looking at here is there's a very fine line between Let's hold a new player's hand and tell them every single thing they can do. And let's trust a new player's imagination and invention and let them lead with that first and then let the rules support it. And with a sample adventure, it's really, really hard to deliver that. That's a very hard, sweet spot to hit. Um, Nikki, Um, where were you? Nikki was about to say something too. Yeah, jump in. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, I felt like my character was also built very much for one or two things, which was fighting and a little bit talking. And I was kind of hoping there would be at least a second combat um, encounter that I could have showcased those skills on. As it was, I punched three friends and no foes. Um, So it would have been nice to be able to use some of my abilities a little bit more. I would, uh, I would, I would build on that as well, Nikki. I felt like I, I liked the character idea, but the like Monty, unfortunately, in in this particular adventure, really didn't have much to do. Hmm. Like, and that was just the nature of how everything played out. I'm sure, but like at the end of it, like I, Monty was kind of like, okay, well, I'll I'll hit something and I'll I'll grab something. And of course, there's something to be said for how Brian pointed out. We definitely strayed from the way the sample adventure was written. Totally fine, but that does bring up a little bit of a pro and con. And we're operating under a time crunch. Also, we don't have we didn't run the full adventure as far as I'd be aware, Brian. That'd be correct. You had to fast forward a little bit. Uh, Yeah. So there's. um, I'll jump in with a a couple of things just about sort of the adventure and sort of how I modified it. Is Is that okay? Sure, so, absolutely. Um, so first of all, I wanted to start off with a combat encounter that is not a part of this adventure. And so the Wampus encounter was something that I brought in, which I my hope was it's a little bit flavorful for the setting because what the heck, like Wampus sounds kind of silly, but it's mm-hmm. also meant to kind of show you like there's some lethality here to what maybe seems a little bit silly mm-hmm. on the surface. Um, and gives a chance for people to start to interact with one another during combat, which I thought was kind of fun the way that that you guys did as players, um, and a chance to sort of like have some pretty low stakes combat because I knew that the next thing that was going to happen was time was going to pass. And so the any points that you exp- expended with effort or things like that, I mean, it's a little unfair because I didn't tell you this, but I knew that like those would all be, be replenished. And right. so it was meant to be sort of a low stakes way to sort of like try out how do I do things in the system? Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the a lot of this adventure um, happens, first of all, there's the whole thing around the dance, which is just an enormous sort of social occasion. Mm-hmm. And 
So there's not really, I mean, other than, you know, get that fiddle out of that girl's hands. Like there's <laughs> not that much sort of like physical stuff What's that's that happening. Thing, like where it came from. <laughs> and there's also no sort of like opportunity for like a healer to be doing very much in the situation. Mm -hmm. I will say that probably if you were to look at the, how you would optimally run this adventure, you would spend maybe the first session up to like either the, the end of the dance or sort of talking to Pollard Bales. And then you would spend maybe at least two sessions wandering through this spooky yeah. forest. Well, and, right. and, yeah, and that's kind of what we, as we're talking, right? Because I mean, I feel like Monty's skills were basically all about that exploration piece that we completely skipped couldn't get right. to we yeah. couldn't get to yeah we just didn't it wasn't part of the cards for our adventure so yeah yeah do um correct me if i'm wrong here but it feels like a lot of uh, what we saw with these characters was shifted much more towards the action side of things the exploration pillar the combat pillar not as much really supported the social encounter pillar uh, maybe that's just my perception of some of these abilities and skills that could potentially be a little bit of a challenge for new players if these are our newbies picking things up off the shelf here um frankie you gotta oh yeah i just so this was my first time with the cypher system cool and i was a little nervous just because like mm -hmm. i've done fantasy age brief a little bit 5e a little bit and I actually enjoyed this much more than I thought because it was like Good. when I agreed to do this short notice, I was like, oh, cool, another dice system that I need to learn. <laughs> um, but it was much more conversational and I liked that better. Mm -hmm. um, I liked the style of the, it's basically like it felt like a negotiation with the DM of like, well, I'm really good at understanding magic. Can you make number a little better for me? There's and a I lot of, of that in Cypher. I, and I enjoyed that quite a bit. So as someone who was new to Cypher, I liked the system more than i anticipated good uh, feedback I, I uh i felt a little bad just because like i feel like as the as the bard of the group i felt like a lot of this was tailored more towards my character and i didn't mm. want to be like i'm the main character but also like <laughs> i'm the one who's supposed to convince people to do shit yeah um, yeah and you have stuff for like spiritual nonsense going around too mm -hmm. um i literally have nothing that affects anything other than the yeah, body that's, that's and i fun. think yeah and i think that's the same for eloise and monty really outside of the well, ciphers no that's actually so for monty's character a lot of the special abilities that monty has are about obs ob observing and giving people benefits like again to being able to say okay i i've seen this before so this this is easier for you because i've seen this before i've experienced this mm -hmm. um but like a lot of that i think the the challenge in that became also that like there in the in a system like this there wasn't really any kind of particular order that we were going in when we did that have things easy. happen yeah. so it wasn't it was difficult to say okay well i'm gonna do this first to make everything easier for everybody because it was like okay well which or who's who's going now who's doing what like what's happening mm -hmm. uh that was it was harder for me to track when to use certain abilities because i you know i wasn't sure how 
my abilities were going to impact Jonas or how they'd impact Eloise or, you know, or Sam yeah. or what have you. Um, so definitely challenging their rule yeah. sets that tend to give a lot of flexibility and negotiation and cooperation, as we pointed out, being able mm -hmm. to negotiate the challenge of a fight or the danger of a fight by creatively using your abilities, which also bolsters the role play at the table and in the scene itself lends itself then to being a little bit more loosey goosey confusing with okay who acts and, and some of that helps each other out and, and some of that also may have been again unfamiliarity with the system yeah. right because old, old gods of appalachia is built on the cipher system and if you're not familiar with the cipher system it's that's tough. another that's an additional learning curve on top yeah. of the new game right and also consider our background uh, a lot of us have a lot of history with a much stricter level-based, order-based role-playing system. So we kind of have to shake some of our uh, built-in habits mm -hmm. to adjust to Cypher's needs. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, a new person who has very limited game experience picks us up off the shelf. They're going to have an entirely different set of challenges than we do tonight could be better, could be worse. Mm. Um, I think overall, this is a, a good example of the uniqueness of the Cypher system and uh, the genre that is being presented here uh, based on the podcast. Um, I think that... I mean, I could definitely see this. I mean, the the horror, the spooky vibes, like, sure. the, like of course, you know, vibes us... Like us being the the group that we are, we leaned a little bit more into kind of the the comedy funny, a little bit mm -hmm. more of the lighthearted side of things. But I could definitely see this being the type of adventure or a sample adventure, the setup being something that could be very could be done in a very terrifying way, in a way to evoke like that kind of dread. Yeah. That you really and, that you hope for in the setting. And there is something to be said, especially in anything in the horror genre, any type of horror genre game the less competent your characters are, the less that is on the sheet for them to do, that amplifies that genre. Mm -hmm. If if you for walk sure. into a horror quote-unquote game, but you've got a plus five flaming sword and armor and huge guns and dragon pets, that horror element is gone because you as a character have enough power to combat some of the horrific elements cypher system here gave us very talented characters to play with but also highlighted their lacking and mm -hmm. highlighted their weaknesses to a point which helped us in those moments where we did need to dial up the tension and the drama say oh this is something i really can't do kyle you pointed that out several times if there were not other players in the game with you, or if there was only two other players and we neither of them had picked the quote unquote right character to help you out in that moment, that horror genre really could have been ramped up to a much better degree. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think it's a sample adventure goes. This is a really solid example. Mm -hmm. I think there's, uh, some gaps here and there, but that's typical for any sample adventure. You can't cover every single thing. You can't play to every single uh, pl new player's uh, 
home field advantage, so yeah. to speak. So um, all of that being said, I think we all had a great time. I think we had fun yeah, I, with the setting. I think we certainly fulfilled the the RPG Academy motto. Uh, I think we had fun, so we did it right. Absolutely. Right. And right. I was I was going to bring us to that conclusion. So you got us there early. We can take a Sorry. break. Sorry. Sorry, Caleb. It's all right. He's Thank not. you, everybody. He's not. I know. If I can enough. just weigh in one quick thing. Please. I know you're wrapping yeah, up. Yeah, sure. Just, um, I think... Um, I think I so I, I I like this adventure. I um I I think um it's uh there's a lot of things that you can allow to breathe. I don't think that thinking of it as a one shot, like I really wanted I was very motivated to make this a one shot because mm -hmm. that's what we're doing here. Right. Um but I think that it doesn't necessarily advertise itself of how long it is. Um and I think that thinking of it as a sample adventure that's really like a three to four session mm. adventure is probably I it, I don't think it would solve the 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 problem necessarily that Kyle um, brought up. Although I do think that over an arc, Uh, would be, you know, would allow that character to shine more than, yeah. than he did in this in this adventure. But um, I think also, like potentially, I I absolutely agree that the with the um, observation that like sometimes it's like, well, wait, whose whose turn is it to do something now? I think mm -hmm. in combat it can be more clear than I made it. Um, so part of that is a table management on the GM side. But I think also it's easier to do if everybody knows the system and, you know, so I can concentrate sure. on, on that part of it only. So I would say, but um, I do anticipate running more one shots of old gods of Appalachia. I don't think I'll use this adventure to do it. Although I would be happy to run this adventure again, given more space to, to do it. Cool. Well, great point to wrap us up with there, Brian, a lot of times in the sample adventures, we operate under that conceit that it is a, a one shot. It is a, a two or three hour sample of, so you picked up this role-playing game book. Here's a fight. Here's a social encounter. Here's a trap. And we're done. <laughs> like yeah. we walk into a sample adventure expecting that. And this game defied those expectations. And you did an excellent job reining us in and keeping us moving from point A to point B so that we could get through it within the hours we had set. So thank you for doing that extra work to condense a bigger sample into a smaller sample. Uh, I think that speaks to what Old Gods of Appalachia is delivering. It's not a one-and-done adventure. It's not a quick fight. This is a moody game. This is a game about trauma about living in and developing that sense of I'm living in the woods, there's spooky things going on, maybe they're just part of my day-to-day -day life, ignore them, maybe not, maybe something else comes up. It's an ongoing kind of game. If we think about the podcast, yes, there are related elements in that podcast, but many of them are just singular stories about oddities that occur. So the fact that the game is delivering a tool to say, let's establish a setting, live in it, let it breathe, get 
used to it and then add in these oddities that might build slowly, get that slow burn to the, huh, this is kind of weird to, oh my God, there's a giant fire centipede monster who's trying to eat the world. It's not just that let's pick up our swords and go fight it. We got to get there. You got to earn the the combat. You got to earn the conflict. You got to earn the win. You got to earn the loss, whatever it takes. So um, before we wrap it, Caleb, can I real quick just poll? Does anybody else, Frankie, Kyle, Nikki, anybody else have anything to add about their experience with the system tonight before we. So I don't know if this ha- was something that was modified, but I felt kind of confused about our motivations because it started out with, oh, there's this wampus and then suddenly there's these missing miners and then there's this evil violin. And it was like, what happened to the miners? What, why were we attacked by the wampus? What's mm-hmm. it, it, it felt a little confusing in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the violin is the focus of the adventure. <laughs> Most of the other yeah. stuff were okay. supplied by me in different ways. So just, okay. just to be fair to the writers of the adventure. Yeah, uh, Brian, Brian definitely uh, added a lot of his own frosting to this this cake that's this already cupcake. been baked this for cupcake, us. This cupcake, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, like, I, I know that the characters were kind of one-dimensional, but I thought everybody did a really fun job of having them interact. I really liked playing a creepy old man. I'm <laughs> definitely going to pull this character out again. He's ridiculous, and I love him. Cool. Yeah. It's funny because everyone treated him not as creepy, but just, hi, Bo. Yeah, yeah hi, everyone's used doing? to it. Yeah. Yeah. There's which is very relatable as someone from a small town where there is that weird guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Oh, like, I'm that's what I was like, oh okay. yeah, don't worry about him. He's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you folks so much for inviting us yeah. newbies or allowing us to be invited, however you want to phrase it. Uh, <laughs> I had a blast. I hope that came through and I hope that mm-hmm. we can do this again if you guys need uh any villains i think if if michael if michael was here i think michael would be more than happy to say that we're doing sample adventures all the time there's tons of them on the schedule and we're more than happy to have you back to do more if you'd like yes we are airing our sample adventure stream every other monday here on twitch.tv we do pull that audio for later release as a podcast so folks can listen to it Uh, for anybody out there who is watching or listening if you want to jump in on this, get a hold of us via the RPG Academy Discord. And we have multiple channels dedicated to the sample adventure concept. And we have a big old Excel document out there that always confuses dates with what we're trying to do. But eventually we fight through it and we have a list of <laughs> all the games that are out there, uh, people that are potentially willing to lead these games for us or sign up to play these games as alternates. Yeah. So that's another thing. If you have a game that you'd like to run as a sample adventure that you'd like that, maybe you bought it and you haven't gotten to play it with people yet. Mm-hmm. Like we're always looking for new people to run new games as well. Yes. So. I also am just sensing that if the other Michael was here, he would say he's the superior Michael. I don't know where that's coming from. I just, no. I'm feeling it in my he's, body and soul. He's, he's, he's the original Michael. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, have, so talking to you again. we have many, many Michaels here in the RPG yeah, Academy. So, 
Yeah. Michael you know, is like, you know, Michael's like original Michael. And then I'm, I end up being like, uh, like new Michael. So like, I'm like yeah. the Michael that came out in the like late mid, mid, late eighties, early nineties that everyone turned to from him. There was like, you know what? I want the original Michael back. Yeah. Bring back. Uh, Mike original. Uh, and you know what? If you want to hang out with all of the Michaels, check out Catacon, which is coming up this November, the 3rd through the 5th at the Dayton Convention Center. At the time of recording, at the time of playing this, uh, August 14th, on August 15th, 3 p.m. Eastern time, the Kickstarter will be going live. If you're listening to this after the fact, mm-hmm. uh, the Kickstarter is going to run for about a month and then tickets, badges will be available Uh after that as well but we do love to have your participation early on it helps us get a lot of advertising out there in the algorithms come on down meet all of the michaels play old gods of appalachia do whatever you want we're going to have a great time thank you everybody for watching thank you for listening thank you for playing loved having all of you here welcome to the rpg academy please jump into games in the future and uh, as we say here to say good night if you had fun you did it right Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.